Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined here with Dr. Trina Reed. Hi, Trina. Hey, Steve. This week, we are going to do a podcast on some issues that are going to come up as you and your spouse get older, um, sexually. And um, I guess, you know, not so much in the United States where we don't have sex education uh, built into our system here, but, you know, you might have had that one, two-hour class or something where they taught you things that you can expect in the years to come. Uh, we're going to kind of do the same thing here for couples. Um, so I guess my first question to you, Trina, is uh, what are some of the myths when it comes to sex in your 60s? Well, it, it, the two bigger myths is that, you know, once you get to a certain age, like 70, 75, sex stops. So if we talk about a couple who's in their 80s having sex, there's still that cringe factor that goes, ooh, really? It's 80? Ooh, I don't know. Um, so there's there's still this disbelief that people who uh, are older are still enjoying sex. And in fact, I had an email from a lady over a year ago, and uh, apparently for her entire life, she never orgasmed and, it, uh, orgasmed, and it wasn't until she was 80 that she had her first orgasm. Now, you might be thinking, oh, poor lady, but the thing is, she kept trying, and here she is, an 80-year-old, being very sexual, but for us, you know, the it doesn't make sense. It, it, it knocks our sensibilities. The other myth is the flip side of this. So with baby boomers, uh, they're really redefining what sexuality means, mostly because in the last 25 years, we have put a lot more emphasis on our self-worth with how sexual we are. So, if, you know, we need to be sexual in order to feel good about ourselves. And because of it, uh, the baby boomers are coming into their 60s, into retirement, really wanting to, you know, be as active sexually as they ever were. And the problem with that is they feel that they can have sex like they were 20. And it doesn't work like that. You know, our bodies age. And with uh, this age, we move into a new, uh, we move into the, the third stage of our sexuality. And, and we just have to accept that we have to relearn what sex is so we can't have the sex that we've always had, which for a lot of people uh, it, it's confusing for them because and and it's disappointing and and um, they just feel asexual, but it doesn't have to be that way at all. Especially, you know, sex when you're past sixty can be some of the best sex of your life. Okay, and and you brought up that uh, you, your body ages and uh, you can't do some of the things you used to do before. Uh, what happens to the body physically for men and women? Well, first of all, people have to understand that as you age, your body breaks down. That's just a fact. And when your body breaks down, you're going to start taking medications. Now, medications, depending on what it is, will affect your sexuality, whether you, it you know, dampens your libido, whether it affects your uh, ability to have an erection. There's a lot of medications that can inhibit sexual performance. And so make sure that... Uh, when you're looking to go on a medication, you understand all the side effects. Uh, the other thing that people don't realize is that as we age, our skin thickens. 
So, um, and that includes the genital area. So a lot of times when you know, we're over 60, we don't feel the same type of sensation. Orgasms are no longer the kapow that they once were. And to get off to an orgasm can be a lot more difficult, especially for women. Uh, they have to bring in mechanical intervention, i.e. a vibrator, because finger stimulation just no longer works the way it used to be. As well, uh, starting at around 45 for both men and women, the levels of hormones start to decrease. And it makes a lot of sense because we're moving out of our reproductive years. So starting at age 45, men's testosterone starts to decline. Um, and, and a lot of men, it assaults them. It assaults their senses. They, they lose their mojo. And this is when men typically move into their midlife crisis because they no longer have that same sexual drive anymore. And it really, they, they just don't understand what the heck's going on. For women, uh, around 45, they start perimenopause. It's not full menopause, but their estrogen levels start, um, going all wacky so one you know one month her estrogen levels are fine the next month she's got a drop in estrogen levels which is showing what it's going to be like uh, in menopause and when a woman is no longer has the amount of estrogen um, she no longer has that juicy vagina that she did so estrogen helps uh, make for easy and fun intercourse and also estrogen is uh, what helps her want to have sex. So when his testosterone is declining and her estrogen are declining, uh, there's, you know, it's, it's a confusing time for the couple because they, they've always had these, these things and no longer, and, and it's a very, this is a very important time to discuss with your partner, hey, there's things going on with my body and, you know, how can we work around this? Okay. Uh, Trina, we're going to take a quick break, uh, answer a question that was submitted by one of our readers, and uh, then we'll jump back in and finish this conversation, okay? Absolutely. So this week's question comes from Tim, and Tim says, My wife had an affair 20 years ago this month. For some unexplained reason, it's all I can think of when alone. The pain is as if it were yesterday. For the most part, we have not discussed it. Do I approach the subject with her or continue to just deal with the hurt? Uh, that's a tough one, Trina. What do you think? Well, I think it's very typical that men push their feelings down and they bottle them up. And because it's very, there's a social stigma against men being open and vulnerable and, you know, having this terrible dilemma going on they have to be manly instead and I think if it's been 20 years that's a long time and this is something that he cannot deal with on his own he needs to have a third person impartial party whether it's a counselor or uh, maybe a minister if he's in, if he's religious there's just somebody that can help counsel him uh, if it's been 20 years he, he needs to have somebody help him through this situation and absolutely he needs to talk absolutely needs to talk to his wife about this but I think it's important before he has a conversation with his wife that he works through some of his baggage in order for him to have a productive conversation because sometimes if you know when we're all full of emotions especially if it's been for 20 years trying to have a productive conversation to you know get over it and move on 
is almost impossible. So, you know, get some help and work through your, your situation and then have a great conversation with your wife to work through it. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully she, you know, will want to come to the counseling as well. And both of you can sit and have a good conversation with somebody else there mediating it. It's, you know, it's a wonderful thing. And it's, and it's good that this man brought that question up. Yeah, I was going to say, too, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you pointed out the mediator because, as you mentioned, 20 years is a long time, and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff bottled up, and a mediator just helps to make sure it doesn't all come out at once. And, and Absolutely, it, yeah. So. It's, yeah this, there's, some, there's a lot of issues that couples can work out by themselves. You know, get a, get a good book and read yeah. through it and work through it themselves. This is not one of those situations, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Trina, and uh, good luck, Tim. And uh, we will resume with the rest of our regular podcast. And we're back. So, Trina, what are your thoughts on Viagra? You know, what has to happen is, as I said before, you're moving into the third stage of your sexuality. Uh, uh, Sexual emphasis can no longer be on sexual intercourse. It has to be on sensuality, the sense of erotic, and and taking the time. You know, now that you most of these people are empty nesters and a lot of them are retired, you have a lot more time to spend mm-hmm. on sexually pleasuring each other. And uh, Viagra, unfortunately, keeps perpetuating this idea that sex is about having sexual intercourse, when in fact that's about 1% of what sex can be. Good sex is all the other stuff that goes around the sexual experience, the foreplay, the afterplay, the, the you know, in between the sexual times, it, it, that's what makes for sex good sex. And so I think absolutely on some levels Viagra is necessary. If you are experiencing erectile dysfunction and it's really playing with your head and you really, you know, you need to get that erection, absolutely get some Viagra, but it's not going to solve your sexual problems beyond the erection part. Okay, okay. And, uh, you know, the, these are couples who, uh, assuming, have been together a while, they've been, been having sex with each other for a really long time. Uh, what is your advice for keeping things interesting in the year, many years to come? Uh, I would say that... Constant communication. I don't know how many times we've discussed this. Communication, communication, communication. Uh, Start talking about things that you would want to try. Look through books at at different experiences, you know, massaging each other, maybe watching some, you know, fun movies. All the different things. Start discussing what you can do. And be really clear that um, emphasis has to be taken off intercourse because... Um, once a woman reaches menopause, uh, for many women, uh, intercourse isn't as comfortable anymore. Men as well, their ability to have an erection is, he, he can have an erection, but it's not the rock hard erection that he used to have. And also, um, the refractory period, that is the time between his, the time that he, between his ability to ejaculate becomes longer and longer. So once you reach your 60s, and 70s, uh, the refractory period is, you know, between 24 and 48 hours. So um, when you're looking at just straight intercourse, 
you know, the, a lot of it is compromise. So you have to start looking at uh, what you can do with each other as opposed to focusing on what you cannot do. And I find what a lot of couples do is they focus on, uh, oh, I, I'm not getting the rock-hard erection or, or intercourse isn't as comfortable. They're focusing on that instead of focusing on, you know, all the sensuality parts that they can bring in. So there's a, a thousand and ten things that they can do. There's three things that aren't as great as they used to be anymore. Focus on what you can do. And that's the, and talk about it and talk about you know what fun can we bring into this relationship instead of focusing on what's not happening and that's about the best piece of advice I can give. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much, Trina. I think uh, and I'm hoping at least this is very helpful for our listeners, and I'm sure it is. Um, that's going to do it for us. So thank you for your time. My pleasure, Steve. And I wanted to let everybody know out there that you can get more from Trina at her website, bestsextipsever.com, also at trinareed.com. And uh, Trina, is your book coming out this December? January. January, January. January. So keep an eye out for her new book, Till Sex Do Us Part, Make Your Married Sex Irresistible. Uh, And um, of course, you can always find her stuff on hitchedmag.com. So thank you very much again, Trina, and uh, until next time. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.